Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, because you've earned it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Walking Blind Podcast. This is the Tuesday night edition. I'm Mike, and with me, as always, is... I'm also Mike, and it's episode 16. Sweet 16. At some point in time, I know it's our sweet 16, and it's like life is just getting started, um, but are we are we going to forever have to do an intro, or are people just going to be like, yeah, that's Mike's show? We just started. Like, we don't even have to say anything because they know our names? Uh, episode 100, we'll do that. No, I was kidding. <laughs> 100 episodes is a lot, guys. I feel like... I guess we kind of started the last one. Just we kind of went straight into it. But didn't we introduce... Did we introduce ourselves? Eventually we did, yeah. Oh. I guess we could have just kept going. That's true, yeah. Because you, you were trying to match the depths of my voice on the last episode. Maybe what if we just... At the end of our little intro thing, what if we just put our names in the intro? <laughs> that way we can just start talking... <laughs> this happened so, in real time. Um, all right. So for those who, hey, Cornerstone Barbecue, what's up, dudes? Um, for those of you who, oh. <laughs> um, for those of you who follow along with our antics and follow along with what's going on, normally we record on Sunday nights. Um, we didn't record this Sunday, and then we didn't record yesterday. That's because we had a hockey debacle that we went through yesterday. Um, we had every intention of going to a hockey game. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about this? Yeah. Okay. We had every intention of going to a hockey game. And, um, you know, we, uh, we it, it's not, you know, it's the Ontario rain. It's not like a, it's not like it's the Kings game. It's not like it's a. Oh, that's, I was so, dude, I was excited to go. I was, I mean, I was pumped. I was, we I was should pumped to go. go. <laughs> we didn't think things through, 
Same as uh, what was this a couple weeks ago? Uh, yeah, we, for Kill Switch <laughs> or Kill Switch? Yeah. Um, when we ended up at the date night table at Olive Garden, um, so it was us and our and our homie Jesse and uh, everybody met up at my house and we get ready to leave for the the uh, the hockey game. The game. And then uh, I think you were the voice of reason. And then I was the voice of reason, and I was like, "Hey, um, guys, are are they doing the uh, health checks for this?" Um, the uh, you know, you, you know, the California, you got to be vaccinated everywhere you go, yeah, or have a or have a or current have a COVID test, yeah, a current COVID test, which we could have gotten, but we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> anyways. One of us is vaccinated. One of us is not. We'll let you guys decide who. And then at that <laughs> at that point in time, we also realized that um, somebody left the tickets on their on, on their countertop <laughs> when they left their house. So Which, either way, not that big of a deal. I mean, you could. It's only like it only adds like fifteen minutes. <laughs> one way, yeah, one, one way, way to the trip. Um, so then we decided, you know what, maybe it's just time to go uh, to dinner. Yeah, we did dinner. It was really good. So we actually went to, we hit up a, a local spot. And um, if you also follow our antics, you'll see that Mike reached a uh, social media high point in his career because he took a very trendy photo in front of <laughs> in front of a very trendy alleyway in Redlands, California. I was very serious and sincere about it. I wanted... I don't want to ever disrespect uh, landmarks like that and and and, tre- and trends. <laughs> so I I took that picture with the most uh, respect I possibly could. Respect. You put respect. some respect on that alleyway's name. And uh, what you guys didn't see, I'll you know I'll post the picture because I'm pretty sure I have it, or you have it at the very least. I probably have it. Yeah. You have it, so we could post it here. And then what we should post is the picture you took before that picture where you're trying to do the hard style pose <laughs> where you're squatting and uh, the power, uh, power squat, power yeah. cholo squat, the power squat. <clears throat> but anyways, that was our night. We were trying to, uh, we were trying to get to a hockey game and ended up just, uh, just eating. Having just a wonderful time. Yeah. Dinner, dinner, ice cream, drinks, ice cream, delicious ice cream, handmade, uh, was it Alminute? Oh shoot! Alminute. Alminute. So yeah, it worked out well. I'm glad that we are not like we don't get butt hurt. And we're not like quitters. <laughs> or we don't play the blame game. <laughs> I'm glad that we don't uh, point fingers at people who uh, you know, do things without you know. Yeah, we should <clears throat> still go though to a game. I'm down. I'm down. What sucks about this uh, is uh, my work, my previous job. Uh, this was one of the outings for the kids was going to be to go to the game because it was my idea. <laughs> and then, uh, when I, when I, you know, I'd put in my two weeks and stuff, uh, my, my boss basically was just like, uh, you know, you should, you should take the tickets. I think in a nice way, I think she was trying to say like, nobody wants to see, <laughs> nobody yeah. wants to go to a hockey game. Or like, nobody's going to take the kids other than you to the hockey game. Yeah, that too. Um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Cause that's kind of, it is kind of, it, it whether it's like, you know, whether it's like a, a big game or not, like those games are still fun. Yeah. They're still yeah. fun to go to. There's, and and the fact that the rain um, just knock off all the LA Kings merch and um, 
all the like Raiders merch and stuff. Everything looks super tough. So <laughs> it's always kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, we'll, we'll, we should we should go back or go. <laughs> we will go back. Yeah. Another um, thing nothing. that we experienced uh, in the time frame of our last podcast to now is we watched Batman. Oh, yes, we did. I I don't think I told you this, but I watched it today. You watched it again? Yeah. I went to a two o'clock show with my brother. IMAX. And can I just say... Uh, Nope. (laughs) Second viewing. So, so we... Okay, I guess let's start from the the beginning. Uh, On Friday, we went to Ontario Mills to watch the Batman. Uh, Our buddy Ty... uh, I don't know how he does it, but he got a got little the theater again. Got the theater again. Got the homie theater again. And so, and I got to be part of it, which was fun. And um, yeah, we went. And I think part of our mistake—it was not a mistake. I would do the same thing over again. We uh, <laughs> we like we went out, we ate before, and then we went and we watched the uh, we watched the movie. And the showing was like eight o'clock. Yeah, on a on a after a work day. After a work day, um, it's a three hour movie. So it really didn't get going until like nine thirty with all the yeah. all the trailers and stuff. Yeah. No. Sorry, not nine thirty. I meant eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah. And uh, I, I never do this, but I dozed off a little bit. I think I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I think, but the, but the problem is, it's not because the movie was bad. No, it's not, not because it was, the movie it was, was like was what. Well, there was a lot of dialogue in the movie. Yeah. And those are the parts where I was kind of like a little, you know, a little, little sleepy. Yeah. A little sleepy guy. So, but, um, I mean, it was, it was good. At least <laughs> we're, uh, I, I was like right away, like that was cool, but I need to watch it again. So on second viewing today, how'd you feel? Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's an incredible movie. Okay. Um, I missed some big parts. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> so you for sure. Yeah. Dozed off. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes more sense. And uh, and so yeah, watching it a second time, uh, much better. It. I mean, for me, it's not boring at all. Like it's it's a three hour movie, but I felt like like it's one of those things where I remember like when it was against like the last act kind of thing, and I remember thinking like, oh shoot, like it's already okay. we're here, we're here now. So so really, we just we messed up the first time around because we. One drank, two ate, three were sleepy, and then went to go watch this movie. Yes, um, <clears throat> but I will say that there are a lot of things on that movie because this is coming from a huge, huge Batman fan. You know, um, there were so many things in that movie that they really did right, mm-hmm. and like the way that they did things, and the you know, like the um, the way they showed the use of fear. The way yeah. that they did the the whole comic book opening monologue, um, setting the you know setting the tone, setting the the um, you know the whole vibe of the movie, and then just the smallest little things that they would do to show that he's a detective mm-hmm. was and like not not he's not a superhero in this movie, he's a detective, right? Right, um, and the just the way that he did things. I mean, like one of the, the, the escape from GCPD was like one of the best scenes I've, I've seen in a, in a Batman movie ever. Um, 
And then just his usage of his tech and his gadgets and like finally the the proper usage of like the smoke pellets where he's like, you know, everything like they're they're searching mm-hmm. for him in the smoke and he just comes out of nowhere and like takes some people out. It's just like the the way that they did certain aspects of it were like were so beautiful as a as a Batman fan. Right. You know, I just maybe I was just tired that like it felt like a lot of dialogue, but I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna go back watch it again and i'll give you an unbiased review at that point in time yeah but. it i mean yeah it i i definitely enjoyed it a lot more this time i wasn't tired at all i, w- I was very tired because i worked earlier but uh um i went to i went to a two o'clock showing with my yes. brother one of the one of the funny things about being in a theater with all your friends is you guys can make comments and you guys can talk and you guys can you know stuff that would normally annoy a little distracting yeah a little distracting but something that would normally annoy most people in the theater mm-hmm. um, is less annoying when you know it's your friend yeah right yeah oh yeah dude there's no way I would I would have been like shut the fuck up. yeah if somebody else did that you know but um yeah. so the the funny part about our theater was that you know that first scene where Batman we've seen this in the in the trailers, so it's not spoiling anything, but where, you know, Bruce Battinson takes off his cowl and he's got the eye black on, <laughs> which I'm really glad they showed because yeah, normally, cause like in movies, he takes the mask off and then the eye black is gone, right. right? But so he takes it off and then his hair kind of falls in front of his face and like our whole row, like just immediately knew to go like, when I was a young boy, my father... <laughs> And just sing everything really off key and loud and and obnoxious in the theater, and it was Funny. it was it was glorious. That was uh that was good. We got we got to do a we got to do a spoiler talk again because I feel like we'll do a spoiler talk. We'll we'll bring Ty in for a spoiler talk, like maybe in like a couple of weeks once everybody's seen the movie. Cool, you know, and then uh, then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, but to uh to loop back around and and kind of go back to where we started over here. Um, mental health check. Mental health check. Where you, where where are you at, Mike? Uh, so this week, so I don't even think we talked about this. It's been it was a, uh, it was kind of so my weekend was like a roller coaster, like little roller coaster. It started on a high, such a high. Friday night we went to the movie. Like I said it was a good time, great time. Uh, Saturday, I got to hang out with some old friends, uh, Ryan, uh, like my best friend since seventh grade when he, when, uh, we started going to school together. He was a no bragging rights original bass player. I was the best man in his wedding. Um, and so him and his wife and his, and his kid were, were in town. So I got to go see them. I got to see some other friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. Um, and, uh. And so that was that was great. That was Saturday, and then Sunday. You know, normally that's our. Um, for me, Sunday is just like a crazy day, but it's awesome. So I worked in the morning, and then from work I went to Burner State practice, and then from Burner State practice, uh, it's usually the podcast. We usually film the podcast in the evening, and so I haven't told you this, and I don't want. I, I don't want to go into. One thing I can't really go into at all. The other thing I don't want to get into too much, uh, especially until we hear more things. But um, I lost one of my cousins, uh, oh, 20-year-old 20, yeah. uh, uh, cousin on Sunday. And we found out. I found out like literally right before band practice. So, yeah. So, like, I found that. I, I was. Was this. Um, fuck. Uh, was this. 
and we could cut this out if we need to. Was this the same aunt that shot you a message, or um, no, 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 different, different family. But uh, yeah, it's crazy, and so uh, that that was fuck, man. Yeah, and then uh, and then at band practice, we heard more more news, but I, I can't really get into. But um, yeah, so it just it just was like so in a way, like you know, obviously hearing a bunch of stuff. I was I was tired physically, but um, you know that's fine. I've been tired before, not a big deal. And you were really you were or no, you had a headache or you just weren't. I so my, I mean my Sunday was like the morning was pretty chill. I mean I rode motorcycles. Uh, me and Martin met up. Um, and we both, we both kind of got like a late start to the day cause it was just like one of those kind of want to sleep in a little bit. I kind of want to just relax. And then, um, <clears throat> got up, uh, he came over and then we just rode to like get coffee. Um, we, we went to our, uh, our, our other coffee shop that we go to when you're not around. Which one was that one? Uh, dirt bag coffee Where's in that? Redlands. In Redlands? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So they, have, <laughs> they, have, they have really good cold brew, okay? Right, uh, and right. A, and they have a they have an old school prism chopper in the front window, so we we feel like we're at home, okay? Oh, can you guys go there? Because you guys can ride your bikes there. Yep. Anyways, uh, so uh, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Cold brew is awesome. Uh, check them out. <laughs> but uh, we we went and then we got lunch afterwards, and then um, where where did you just get lunch? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't even remember where we got. Oh, I do know. We went to Hate Burger. Um, in, Red, in, in Redlands. Okay. Yeah, the little... There's a, there's the alleyway. Actually, the other end of the alley that Mike took photos at, the other side of the alley, there is a really cool burger spot where you actually just walk up. Like, all it is is, is a oh, walk Oh, yeah. And they have, like, this, like, cool, you know, skull okay. and snake um, artwork. And they have really, really good burgers, and they also have, like, really good... Um, vegan options like vegan uh, burger patties, chicken, stuff like that. Awesome. If, if you're into that. <laughs> so, um, you know, and uh, we had some burgers and rode back home. But then, like, uh, afterwards, when we got back, Martin had already taken off and I was just kind of like working on stuff at the house and I just got hit with like a really, really bad migraine. And I was just like, man, I just, I hope Mike says yes to recording. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was fully prepared. I was, you yeah. know, I'm, we're so dedicated to this show that we would have done it. Yeah. But um, when you were like, I'm so down for that. Because one thing that you guys don't know is Mike doesn't text message. He does. But a majority of the messages that we get from Mike are voice messages, voice recording. Yes. Because he doesn't like to they're, type. Because they're very, um, it's like a text message, but you can check it whenever you want to. And then you can respond whenever you want to. It's very convenient. Um, you can say a lot. You're not you're not endangering anyone when you're driving and doing this. Um, That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um. Ah, man, but that's that sucks, man. That's I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So. Um. So is this? I mean. Is this family that you're super close to, or is this just extended family? Is this? It's more. I guess it'd be more like extended family. This is my aunt's husband's nephew's kid. I see. Okay. But like, I mean, they've like the boys were born here, Mm -hmm. and so um, 
you know, and we'd see them at a lot of, you know, family functions. I mean, obviously not as close as I am with my other, my first, my first cousins. Right. But I mean, definitely like, yeah, like I've watched them grow up. I have memories of them as like little, like kids, basically babies, basically. Um, so yeah, it was just, it hit, it, 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 I think it was rough. I was having to watch my uncle, the one that is, the is, uh, directly related to them. He, that was like not cool to watch, but, um, yeah, but yeah, just, you know, I mean, well, you know, I know it sounds lame to say, but like the prayers and well wishes and stuff, um, just cause that's, yeah, that's 20 years old, man. Almost 21. Fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, man, that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, I don't think you like even if you don't know somebody or you you know you're never really ready for to hear something like that. Right. Whether you know them, whether you don't, whether they're family, whether they're friends, whether they're close to you, they're not like you. I think like that's well for I guess for most people that's kind of one of the last things that you would think would happen. Right. You know, um, and it's pretty, especially like the world we're in today is pretty prevalent that you know things like that do happen, but. You know, I guess I, I get maybe it's just me. I still don't expect to hear that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially, you know, you know, 20. Like, yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, so yeah, we're still, and we're still waiting to hear a lot of stuff about it. But, um, but yeah, that was my, that was like my, that's, that, that was my Sunday. That was a weird, like I said, my weekend started on such a high and then ended on such a low. But, um, yeah, just I don't know. Just gonna uh, reach out to my my cousins, the ones that are closer to them, to kind of see how they're doing. And uh, I'm sure I'll see them at some point this week. Yeah, but so yeah, yeah, man, it's not it's tough. It's never easy. Um, and it seems you know, like it seems like I. It seems like one of those weekends where that was kind of like um, the the vibe of the weekend was very kind of, you know, a little more laid back and a little more, everybody was kind of in their own zone this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, even even like our normal, let's go grab coffee and lunch type thing was was a little different mm. than it usually is. Um, yeah. And for me, uh, my, I, I think I'm just kind of, I'm in that, place right now where I'm just kind of going with the flow, going with emotions. Um, you know, I, I've just been in like classroom mode for the past two weeks cause I have a new, a new group. Um, you know, new personalities, new people, interesting, you know, is this the new group? Is this the one that has the star Wars? Oh no, 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 no. That's a different, that's a different guy. Okay. Yeah. That's a different guy. <laughs> Is, is this the group that knows how to distract you already? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they completely distracted <laughs> me with Batman talk. Um, and uh, we used to do that with. Uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember one of my high school teachers. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember we like purposely knew, like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Well. They know how to get me talking. Um, and then, uh, and then one of the uh, one of the the new agents in the class. I, I think I told you this story. Um, you know, we do like do these intros and, and so like for me, <clears throat> I never, I never like, um, mentioned like, oh yeah, I played 
in a band until my like direct coworkers found out and they're like, Oh, what you should talk about that in your intro. So I was like, Oh yeah, I play in a band, you know, whatever. <laughs> and um like so so after the introduction and I just like you know, casually mentioned that, um a couple of the people in the group of agents are like, Oh, well, what does your band sound like? And I'm like, uh, oh, it's like, you know, it's, he- it's like hardcore music, it's like heavy. <clears throat> Like, oh, we want to hear it. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just it's okay. <laughs> now, are you embarrassed? And I'm like, no, but it's just, you know, I don't, it's just not know. the place, guys. Trying to be and then so eventually, of course, they bullied me. They bullied me into playing some some songs. And one of the, the girls in the class who's who's young, mm-hmm. she's, in her, she's in her 20s, mm-hmm. was like, that makes sense to me because, um, you know, people my age don't listen to music like that. <laughs> Or just some, it, was some, it was like that or like I knew you were older because people my age don't listen to music like that and I was like dang damn damn you're gonna fail this class yeah <laughs> mm. so but yeah it's been it's you know new 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 week new class type thing I, I have a kind of like it's not that funny but uh so um I put in the uh my at my, my coffee shop I put in the group chat um, the information for the No Bragging Rights show. On the Would 26th. anybody like a cat? Can you guys come to my show? Yeah, <laughs> I just true. advertise like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they have so, they probably have a separate chat that doesn't. I know, like Mike's propaganda and one and like Mike is always promoing something, dude. Always, but um, and so you know, I put uh, I put um, yeah, just put the information. And so, like right away, oh, so I put I put the link to the to get tickets, and then I put uh, a link to the Breaking Point music video, just so they, because not everyone in my work like knows. I think they all know I'm in a band by now, but I don't think ev- I think everyone knows like has, has like listened, right? And so, um, and if I can bring this back a little further, just to, okay. So there's this. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Jolka right now. Jolka, his last name is Perez as well, which is. Jolka, what up, dude? So, I hadn't met him yet. I, I came to the shop one day. He's at the register. New guy is like, "Oh, hey, what's up, man?" I'm like, and um, we kind of like, "Oh, he had a he had a Joker tattoo," mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Oh, cool, you're like a DC fan." So we talked a little bit about that. You know, like a normal like two two seconds. He took my drink order because I was just there on my day off, and so I was talking about how Burner State had a show that night. And, um, and I wasn't even like, he wasn't even in the conversation. I was talking, it's probably like talking like Harry or something. And so Jolka's like, intern uh, Harry, intern Harry. Yeah. And, uh, Jolka's like, Oh, like you, you're in a band. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. It's like punk rock, whatever. He's like, Oh cool. You have a show tonight. I was like, yeah, it's in Pomona. He's like, cool. Do you care if I go? And I was like, <laughs> yes, Jolka, who I just met. And we became best friends. Did we moment. just become best friends? Yeah. So. I definitely treat him differently than everyone else. So everyone else at the shop. <laughs> He's earned my love and respect. Yeah. And so, and so, um, anyway, so then I put the, I put the, uh, so then, you know, fast forward to, you know, was it yesterday or two days ago? I put the information in the group chat. And then the first person to respond is a new girl that I hadn't even met yet. Um, <laughs> oh, Michael. Ariel or Ariel. Something like that. We'll take either one. Yes. Um, I've met her once since then, but. Okay. And so 
she's the first person to like i think even respond and she just said something like oh no joke this is like really cool like i, I like i really like this music or something um and so I just put like, you know, why, why are the people that I've known for like two seconds are the ones who are my biggest supporters? Some of you guys have known for like eight years. I still don't even, I still haven't even seen this video. Still haven't come to my show? No. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, it's funny. And then another new person uh, was like saying how he, he's using the pit. <laughs> so nice. I'm like, okay, cooking new friends. Yeah. So basically um, all the new hires are like my best friends at the shop now. So we're all going to be pretty tight. You know, it's like that sometimes. The the new young guns get to hang out with the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to attack your character that way, Michael. That's cool. It sounds cool. That's we've I guess we've established this week that we're just we're the old men. Yeah. You know? Um I have I just decided that I have a new stock answer for, um, wait, what? Uh, okay, whatever. If people ask me who's older between my brother and myself, mm-hmm. I'll, I don't even, I don't even say anything. I just say, I don't dye my hair. <laughs> That's all I say now. That's a, but see, now that you're using that, you've officially committed to not dyeing your hair. For now. No, 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 no. <laughs> For no, now. no, no, no. That's, that's got to be your stock answer, and it's got to stay that way. We'll see. I don't dye my hair. I just feel like once I dye my hair, all my problems will go away. <laughs> <laughs> my life will change. I, I want to do, like do one of those like um, Mikey in the Streets type of videos where we just go out and we're like, okay, tell, we need opinions on dudes, chicks, babes, everybody. Should Mike color his hair? Should this, should this handsome young lies. this handsome young gentleman just to my right should he uh, should he dye his hair? You know why I have a complex about this, or like why I'm I'm so distrusting? Hmm. Was because at one point I had long hair. I knew that there was a deeper root to this. <laughs> to everything. <laughs> um, I know why I have a fear of flying. I know why I have a fear of shark. Okay. Um, you have a fear of sharks. Sharks. Sharks <laughs> <laughs> or sharts. Dude, that was a fear one. <laughs> Never did it. Um, I don't believe that for one second. Dude, no. Been clean, clean, <laughs> clean slate. I don't know what to call it. Um, but uh, wait, what? I just, oh yeah, I had long hair. Okay. Like like long hair and. Uh, Everybody, and then I remember getting to a point where I was like kind of debating, like, I think I'm going to cut it. It's been fun. I was single pretty much this entire time. And <laughs> like I within think days. This. I think Did I tell this? this? I think within so. Within days of cutting my hair. <laughs> cutting my hair. You got a girlfriend? Yeah. But, okay. So we, I think we were talking about this in the car, and I think that uh, you were concerned that if we talk about your long hair, that people were going to do a deep dive. No, that wasn't. That was part of, the, uh, of the rocket clothing photo shoot yeah. that No Bragging Rights did. Yeah. So we had this, uh, we, uh, we had this, we were talking about how back in the day, Mike was known for oh, this is, yeah. the windbreaker and the hat, right? Mm-hmm. The windbreaker and the red angel's cap was, this is Mike, right? Even before the windbreaker, it was the red angel's cap. Yeah. 
And I, I was telling Mike that I, I clearly remember NBR's like, like slow turn into like the, the hot topic. And he just sucked into the metal band, uh, image, yeah. you know? And then I remember when, and like, I remember it just from like an outside perspective of, oh, the angels had his back. Like I remember it, like it, it was so epic just to see that cap <laughs> come back and be placed on his head. And then the, the angels hat start so, coming back into effect for the shows. So for anyone who doesn't really understand what's happening here is <laughs> MBR definitely went through like, we were, we had like, like nice hair. <laughs> I'll just put like that. You guys did go through a hair phase. Uh, um, and uh, can I, I put know. a picture in the episode? Mm, yeah, I can do the rocket like, one. The rocket? Can I put the yeah, rocket yeah, photo? Yeah, up? yeah you can do the, you can do the rocket one. That one. Right. That one's, um, but yeah, and uh, and I kind of was just like, I was like, fuck this. I'm gonna go back, <laughs> back to <laughs> just all black, red cap, and then uh, yeah, and I felt like then. It was that was a really weird time for the band and for I'll just speak for myself. I don't want to speak for the rest of the band, but for myself because I felt like I was really trying to like be like a part of the scene and like like I felt like okay, well maybe you know maybe maybe I can change it up. Maybe I don't have to dress like the way I dressed throughout high school. Was there like an obligation to like hey, we're no longer just punk. a punk band? You a little know? bit of that, yeah. So I can't be the punk kid that's like trying to play in a, in a, not even a metal band in a melodic hardcore band. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think we were kind of like leaning towards the more like metal core, uh, scene, which is a little more like, I guess, fashionable, but then like fashionable is debatable. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we were in it. We're, so, you yeah. know, like it was, a we thought it was, but it was a choice. Yeah. It was quite a choice, but, um, I I just kind of remember thinking like I don't like I just don't feel comfortable I don't feel comfortable I don't feel like this is me at all, and so um, I kind of like went I kind of was like I'm just gonna fucking dress the way I want to dress went back to how I pretty much dressed in high school, and then I'd come to find out that like as I started to, as we started to like lean more into like hardcore and stuff, I was like oh this is this, is the this, same this makes more sense yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah there's a lot just a lot a lot of changes around that time. And getting out of that, um, I was just like very bitter with like the music industry and the scene, mm-hmm. and I was just tired of like a lot of the bands. I think I was like, and you know, my own band included. I think at one point I was getting really tired. Did you feel like you were just burnt out, or was it like a? I just felt like everything was so disingenuous, and I felt myself very disingenuous. Really? Yeah. I don't think I ever voiced that, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's. Uh, do you? Do you want to talk? Hmm. Do you want to talk about like around which record this was, or yeah, was it Illuminator? <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, Illuminator. Straight up, Illuminator. Yeah, because <clears throat> like it's one of those things where I felt like um, I well, Illuminator was like kind of like the breaking point, I think, because it was before <laughs> that. Yeah, it was before that. Uh, like Consequence come out, and Consequence. I felt like we were starting. I felt like we were really heading in the right direction with consequence of dreams. Um, I felt like that was like really like we we're like, you know, we obviously we weren't like a hardcore like 
by any means. I mean, we were still very melodic, and we still had a lot of, like, I think, a little more metalcore to us at that point. Right. But um, it just felt like it just felt like a step in the right direction. And then I think we just it just veered off. It just took a weird turn, and uh, and. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I stand by everything we recorded, but even that record was like a lot of, I, when I hear that record, I just hear myself just being disingenuous, just based on like even my scream. Was that, was it, did, did you, I mean, did it feel that way lyrically or did it just feel that way? Like sonically? No, li- no lyrically that I, I was very honest in how I felt about like, yeah. just I was because I mean, I, I feel like from an outside perspective, you've always been pretty straightforward with your lyrically mm-hmm. but i think maybe sonically is where it would yeah you know and it, and it was you know it, you know, we, we were you're you know figuring stuff out so we went with uh we recorded with daniel castleman for that one and you know it's more of like uh he you know records a lot of cool like metal like metal metalcore yeah. bands and he's good and so he gave you know that this that's the sound that's the sound we 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 got you know for that for that album um but I just for myself, I just remember feeling like, you know, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good in that time. Like, um, I, one of my favorite memories when I think about that is writing courses with Rick. Yeah, you know, that was that was fun. But um, I don't know, just like different things. Like I just felt like I needed to scream deeper because I felt like that's what like, you know, what I felt like that's where like I don't know people were leaning towards, and uh, I don't know why I thought people would want that from from me. They wanted to hear you sound like something yeah something else i guess yeah and so but that but all that all that just made doing cycles like just the awesome experience that it was and and i felt like that was like our band just kind of like resetting and just being like let's just this is who we are let's just lean into this and uh you know we made our our rule was like let's be punk rock fast and let's be hardcore heavy i think there's definitely something to say about like I I think every band kind of goes through that. You know what I mean? Like every band goes through um, those transitional phases where you like, it's, it's like a damned if you do damned if you don't type thing, because how many bands have you listened to where, you know, what got you into them is no longer what they do currently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then as you, as you listen to it, like you're still holding on to like, Oh man, this like I I really got into this band because they were so riffy and they were so heavy and they had the heaviest, slowest breakdowns. And then now they're like, all of a sudden you hear punk beats on their records and you mm-hmm. hear like, um, and I and I think that the part of part of the growth and progression is trying things out. You know, like I don't know, maybe to me like I understand how you felt where it was like this is not the most genuine reflection of me, but also you're trying something new right? and it didn't work. And we, and we could have easily, I mean, went, it worked, you know, but it didn't like, you know? Yeah. And I think like, there's also when I think about that time too, for like the illuminator time, like we could have very just as easily just gone into like leaned in super hard into like one of the more like beat down side yeah. of hardcore, yeah. which, you know, <laughs> if you heard my scream, doesn't fit, <laughs> you know, that well, um, at least for, for, yeah, for that. But, uh, but yeah and then i yeah so that, but anyway so got through that and uh just i don't know that was, i feel like it's one of those it seems it's like jokingly it's embarrassing like some some of the pictures and some of the stuff from that time but 
at the same time, it's I think it's like it's like good for me or good for us, I think, as a band to go through that. I mean, that was an era where you know we we're wearing deep V's and <laughs> <laughs> had a lot of face piercings and uh, questionable haircut choices. I don't know that I ever wore a, a deep V. I think that may be one of the things I avoided. I definitely, Thankfully. I definitely wore a deep V with no chest tattoos either. Nothing cool to show off. Just three chest hairs and a <laughs> and a no definition on my chest. Nice, you know. Yeah, all I say, my mistrust and <laughs> and my long hair, or yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know, man. I think that that's a. Uh, I think it's I think it's valid to to kind of like feel that things are a little how do I word it? I, I think it's valid to feel that like you tried something and it didn't work. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel yeah. you know correct, you know. I I'm actually even still to this day like this so the the first two singles that we put out with this new band that I'm playing in Torch Culture, I we rushed to get them out because we had a show and I just leaned heavily on like, this is what I did in creative void. Mm. Right. So the first two singles and we re-recorded those singles. And now with the evolution of the band, like you've heard yeah. what I'm doing with vocally and it's, it's different, mm. right? Like it's not that, but now I'm kind of like, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little concerned because like, I like what I'm doing. I think it sounds just more pissed. It sounds more angry, but I'm not doing like the metal, that, used that I'm used to doing and that people are used to hearing from me from, you know, the things I've done in the past. So now, like now I've, I've got this weird complex where I'm like, fuck, are people going to, are people going <laughs> to like this? Like, are, are they going to be into this? You know, Dude, if you, I, mean, I mean, as long as you, as long as you're in that zone that you're the, the last couple of songs that you recorded in. Yeah. I think for this band anyway, I feel like that's a sweet spot. I think, I, you know, and there's a, there's a nice little uh, Easter egg for people that do listen to this. There is a song with both you and I uh, on the EP. You get, you get to hear the, contra- the contrast. In <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you didn't see our TikTok video, you'll definitely hear the contrast in, uh, in the track. But it's cool. It's fun. It is fun. It's so. fun. <clears throat> uh, all right. Let's, uh, I know we're we're going to keep tonight short and sweet, but we do have a message. Um, and we had a question from... Uh, can we, did, did she want us to say her name? Did she not want us to say her name? Uh, I don't know. I'll ask. Let's, I can ask. We'll go. For, we'll go with this. We got a message from a friend. Um, and so. The question is, what would you tell a person who sees a friend or a relative who is suffering from grief, depression, anxiety, etc., and who clearly needs help but will not go get any? Um, and then how would you advise that person to help the person that they are uh, seeing go through all this? Mm. Stuff. <laughs> Well, I mean, like uh, when we had Dylan on, who was a therapist, um, on it a little bit, yeah, and you know, and he, like you said, like you know, you can't make anyone do anything. Uh, I really liked what he said. 
um, about like just kind of saying uh, there's like and I kind of take this approach too, like stay consistent with with them and just ask them about the situation and let them explain the situation to you, like why you know um, you know uh, and there's a lot of ways, not a lot, I shouldn't say that, but there's you know if someone's not getting help, there might there's probably a reason to it, right? And then you know uh, it could be a bad experience, it could be like a belief thing, it could be. Um, you know, they're not as fully like educated on it, on the, on what that kind of help would look like. And so I think if you can just approach somebody and like, just in the sense of just, Hey, I'm, I just, I'm, I just kind of, I'm, I'm just asking, you know, um, you know, what, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to word it good or word, word it well, but it's like, why, you know, is there a reason why you are against this or, um, or is there something you, you, you don't like about the process of getting help for this or do you not, I don't know. Or maybe it could even be scenarios where like, you know, somebody is even scared of the process. Yeah. Um, but then like, but then to ask like, why, why are you scared of the process? Like did something happen? Is this that, that, uh, you know, have you, have you had a bad experience? Does someone, you know, have a bad experience? This, this question is kind of a tough one for me because I have, I have, um, somebody that I'm really close to who is like of the older generation, um, that views therapy and mental health and all of this as kind of like just a, um, like a non, a non-starter. Like this is, we don't talk about this, yeah, you know? Don't, don't do so there's, there's like this, uh, there's this whole idea that like you just suck it up and you deal with your feelings and then that's that. But the problem is that it comes out like when all of that builds up, it comes out and it's kind of taken out on everybody else around them. Yeah. Right. And the most unfortunate part is everybody's around them, which would be family, you know, friends and all that all talk to me about it and tell me how detrimental it is, how much it, how hard it is, how much it sucks. But at the same time, like approaching the subject with this person is like, it's like lighting a match and there's just cans of gasoline everywhere. Right. So it's like the second that you even bring it up, it's like, you know, then defenses and yeah. And then they're blaming everybody else. Like, why would you even go out of your way to tell somebody that I'm dealing with this? You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's, it's, I, like you said, like I kind of really like Dylan's approach where like you keep asking the question or you keep, um, you know, going into detail or you keep bringing up scenarios with them about how this is affecting their life or how it might be, um, you know, how it might be affecting everybody around them. And then eventually with time, the hope is that uh, they're going to see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Because at the end of the day, like unless they see it as a problem or unless they see that what they're going through is worth talking to somebody about or worth opening up about, that's the only time that they're actually going to do it. Cause you can take somebody it's, you know, it's the whole, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can take somebody to therapy. You can send them to a therapist. You could send them to counseling. You can take them to school. You don't have to, I, won't, yeah. I, don't, I don't have to learn. Yeah. And, you know, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, you can take me to church. 
Um, I don't know the rest of the lyrics <laughs> for that song, so I can't continue. <laughs> um, but it's it's tough because you you want you want what's best for this person, mm. and you want to try and help them, but at the same time, they have to want it in order to achieve that goal. Um, and it gets even more tough when you're in almost like a third party position, right? Cause like with this question, it's how do you, um, how do you convince somebody? Um, let me make sure that I'm wording it correctly. Like how do you tell a person who is seeing their friend or relative, um, who is suffering from, all of these things, mm. grief, anxiety, depression. So you're not even directly in contact with the person who is going through these emotions and who is going through this cycle. You're kind of like helping the person who's trying to help them, or you're trying to help the person who's experiencing this with them. Right. Mm. And I guess like looking at it from that window and for that perspective, like all you can do is just be supportive of the person that you are directly in contact with, right? Like you <coughs> check in on them regularly because you don't know how the grief and the depression of somebody else is affecting them, you know, um, be that support and that rock for them. Be that like, you know, I'd be that could be that consistent, you know, voice of, of caring, you know, uh, let them talk. Yeah. Let them talk. Like, let them vent, let them talk. no, Sometimes it, it's not even about like providing an answer for them. Sometimes it's just to be the person that they listen to or that listens to them while they get, you know, their frustrations, mm-hmm. their emotions, their, you know, what they're going through out. Yeah. And, and you never know like what you'd be surprised. Like you can catch like, um, just at, uh, at my internship, I remember there's one of the kids I, I talked to probably the most. And, um, we had sessions like he was, uh, he, <laughs> he was required to have like X amount of sessions before, you know, to go towards him, like re going back to the school that he came from kind of thing. Right. And so seeing me, he's just, he just knew he had to do it. <laughs> and so, you know, I'd always ask him, you know, Hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, trying to, trying to see, uh, you know, and taking a, gen, uh, a genuine interest in, you know, what, what, what was going on. And, uh, you know, one day I just asked him and it was, there was nothing out of the ordinary as far as like how I asked him or anything. I just, you know, same thing, like checking in on him and, uh, and he opened up and he just dropped some, you know, some pretty heavy things. I mean, I was just like, like, Oh, I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. And so we, and, you know, we just talked and stuff, but, um, you know, it's just that it's just staying, staying, staying consistent. Um, you know, cause I think people also can like read uh you know they're pretty good at reading if you're you know like what's the motive to this you know and then if they see that like oh well the motive is like they just want me to go see a therapist but if you're consistent and then they start to see past the that part and they just see okay they're they're concerned for me right you know then then maybe that might start to you know open some doors um you know, and lead to other conversations that could, you know, get you there. It doesn't always have to be a straight, like, like you need to do this. And, you know, it doesn't have to be so black and white. I think showing people that you care, being consistent with them, I feel like that's kind of the best way to go about it. Be patient with them, you know. 
uh, not taking it personally when they don't want to, you know, and letting them, let, giving them space, like letting them, you know, letting them say no, basically. Um. <laughs> All right, we'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's it's tough because, you know, you, this is where you're gonna have to exhibit the most patience you've probably ever, you know, exhibited because. You you kind of got a little taste of that when you know when yeah. you got into this job where it's completely different dealing with somebody who wants to talk to you and who wants to open up and who wants to vent um, or who wants to seek help versus mm-hmm. somebody who does not give yeah. a fuck about you Super or what you do or any of that and they just you know uninterested. Yeah. Well, thank you for the question. Let's see if she responded. She didn't respond yet. <laughs> Maybe we'll shout her out later on. Um, so we got questions from the gram. We did. They're they're from our buddy Jesse. Um, buddy Jesse, who you shared a baby Yoda with? Yes. How how the how was the baby Yoda? Yeah, it was delicious. the The baby Yoda is a uh, cocktail um, from the bar that we were at the other night, and. Uh, you guys definitely enjoyed a drink together. I got it because I when when he said he was getting it, I just felt like I don't know. At one is I knew snooze and looked so ridiculous <laughs> with him <laughs> drinking it. Um, I didn't appreciate how the how the, how the bartender, bartender was not, he was not happy that we were ordering such. Uh, I, he was, but he, he said something. He's like, oh, do you guys want dessert? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, because we uh, we got so so we got to the bar, and I will I will be completely transparent with you guys. Uh, we got to the bar, we went to order dinner. Uh, Jesse and Mike wanted to be men, and they both looked at the beer menu, and I made the comment, I want something refreshing. And I went straight for the cocktail menu and the waiter was unhappy with me when I mentioned that I wanted, uh, I was like, what do you think of this? And he's like, I really don't like, like fruity stuff like that. I don't like sweet stuff. Um, not that type of guy, but if it, if that's what you want, you know? And so at that point I felt challenged. I felt, uh, that I was obligated to order a very fruity and, uh, (laughs) delicious drink. So I did, I ordered like, it was like a, Vodka, pineapple, lemonade type thing. Delicious. It was not great, but I drank it because I was committed. I was committed. And then at that point, um, Mike and Jesse both ordered the baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. It looks like a little Yoda. It looks like a little Yoda. I actually have a video of it, and I'll, I'll probably post it. That's good. It was... Uh... <laughs> was it tasty? It was it was tasty. <laughs> it was what, what was it? All right, Jesse has some question. This one a little more difficult to answer, I think. Okay. Jesse also asks, uh, "How did you learn to scream?" Both of us question. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, for me. I think I always just kind of like, this is actually kind of a funny story. 
I always would like scream and sing along with, you know, songs that you would hear on records and whatever. And I never took it seriously. And then one day I was, I was driving with my aunt, Philip's mom, Auntie Doi, shout out to Auntie Doi. Um, and story of the year was actually playing in the car. Right. <laughs> and, um, I just happened to, I was singing along and it was like until the day I died, I was screaming the, of course, course, like the, the end of the song. And she's like, she's like, Hey, you don't sound bad. And I was like, Oh, and then that's actually out here. How I like, uh, that's how I decided that I was just going to start screaming in a band. Cause before that I was playing guitar. Whoa. I don't know that. Yeah. I was playing guitar and I was just like, in the background, but we could never find anybody. Like when I would start little bands and projects, we could never find anybody that could sing or that could scream. And so I just kind of decided to do it. And that's how that happened. So I never wanted to, I never wanted to be a front man. Dude, same. I wanted to be, I just, yeah, I wanted to play guitar. I wanted to write. I want or at least have, I wanted to participate in writing. Cause I always like writing lyrics, but like I wanted to do like harmonies because I was like really into playing shit. guitar, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I told you, like I think we kind of talked talked about this before, but originally we were supposed to have a vocalist, our buddy Joey, and I remember being so <laughs> excited, yeah, I remember being so excited to like have like to write songs and to hear someone else sing them. We should get him on the on the podcast. I see him every day now. Really? Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> like I, he because their their building moved in across the street from mine, and he's always out walking when I'm like on break or like like joe and he'll go what's up mike what's up mike let me know if you guys go to lunch i'll meet you dude um for me so this is this is gonna sound it doesn't sound that weird to me because i've literally lived this way my whole life i've never really practiced screaming like there was never a time when i was just like oh like like this you know I need to do it like this or this or that. Yeah. It it just came out of like, um, like when No Bragging and I started to like practice, uh, we were just, I don't know, every now and then we'd play like a song that we, or we'd cover a song, I should say. We'd cover a song that had some kind of screaming in it. And so I got to like realize, oh, I just got to just do it at a higher volume or just push. I don't know why. I've never thought mechanically about it ever. Um, the only time I've ever thought about it, like in a, like, uh, in a, uh, what's it called? Um, why am I spacing on the word? Technique? Uh, anyway, was, uh, the Zen Screaming. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever been like, oh, is that, is that, is that yeah. what's going on? Is that what, yeah. is that what we're doing? I learned a lot from that, from the, from Melissa Cross. Yeah, that's helpful. I took the whole, like, man, uh, breath management, mm-hmm. the accordion thing. The over the pencil and you know over the pencil projection everything. Um, what's I so this is kind of like a this this is an insider view on Mike Perez, but if you were to um, if if today somebody was like, hey man, like you know we're a fan of no bragging rights or like everybody's a fan of NBR, was just like we'd be fine with you never screaming again. Would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't like screaming at all. I don't like screaming. <laughs> I've never liked it. Like I, just, I feel like you know, obviously, it's necessary for what we do. I feel like it fits with what we do. Yeah. 
Um, but dude, yeah, if the guys, especially if, if MBR, if the guys in MBR were like, Hey, let's like not scream. I'd be like, down, down. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> this is an episode of revelations for, for NBR fans here. Yeah. And just straight up to any band out there that asked me for a feature. You want, you want to get me like excited Give me a part where I'm singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone like and that, and that, and that part like that always like would make me like not frustrated, but it was just kind of like you know a band will reach out and uh, be like, hey, um, we have this part. I think I think I think this part would fit really well for you. And I hear it, and it's like, <laughs> is that how you felt when I gave oh, you that song? Oh, That's different. <laughs> that one. That one. I mean, I, I don't think I even asked you to scream. I was just like, dude, it'd be sick if you got on this. Yeah. Right. Well, then you got me, you got me more excited about the fact of what you were what that song was about. Yeah. I was like, fuck, yeah, I can write about that. <laughs> I can get behind yeah. that. Um but yeah, I'm I get so bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> like I hear a band and like they'll have like cool cleans, I'm like, "Oh, sick." Yeah. I get on a, get on a chorus or something or or you know, I get to like use my higher range in like a verse or something. And then they're like, it'd be cool if you like did the breakdown here. I'm like, dude, I don't like doing breakdowns for no bragging rights. Like, <laughs> so so fun fun facts about Mike, which I'm sure we've mentioned before. Uh, isn't a, isn't the biggest fan of screaming, uh, and also doesn't like ad libs. You'll never hear uh, like a blah or like a oh or any of this <laughs> come out of Mike's mouth Ooh. or Ooh. um. So okay, so why I don't do them live for me? This is probably should have been an excuse, whatever. Preserves your voice. Preserve my. I'm well. I'm just no. I'm like catching my breath. Yeah, that's fair. I don't have a lot of wasted. Uh, I don't. Have, I don't waste a lot, a lot of breath when I'm <laughs> performing a song. It's a uh, yeah. Dan, but dude, but I think like the guys in MBR, they're like Daniel's really good at it. Martin's good at it. Yeah. Um. Was Tron? I'm trying to think if Tron was like a high grapher to the wind. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, <laughs> for hope for uh, for hope theory is it hope theory? Yeah, in hope theory, there's like uh, just I think screams that do at the end, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's just screams. And I think, like, when I, when, like, I understand ad libs and I understand, like, things to like, add, like, you know, give a song, like, I don't know, like, more texture and, and stuff. And I get that. Yeah. And I hear it and I'm like, that sounds cool. Yeah. But for me, you like them, you don't like doing them. I don't like doing them. And I just feel like, uh, <laughs> like, for Hope Theory, the part is just like, it's just supposed to be like a scream at the end. I'm trying to, I, I, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mostly just yell fuck. <laughs> what? I mostly just scream fuck. <laughs> just because, like, for okay, for me, Hope Theory, uh, I get really into that song. Like that song is very. It's, a, it's it means a lot. It, it means a lot to the point where I don't. I'll, I'll share it another time. But I had something happen when I was practicing um, recently. Yeah, and uh, I'll share it now, Michael. All right. Okay, so okay, so the song for me when I'm performing it live, for me when I say fuck, 
for me that part to me, to me that is like that's like the most genuine ad lib I'll ever do. Yeah, because it's like a. It's and like most a, people don't even realize you're actually saying right. I think a they curse just, word. Yeah, it's just me. You know, I think it's funny when people are <laughs> people like this. Is, this happens in my everyday life as well. But also, like people who have seen No Bragging Rights live, they're like, "You, uh, you, you, you swear more than I thought you would." <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I can't help it. Um, I'm with my friends. Don't judge me. Yeah. So, uh, so this, so last, so last week was my first time. Uh, so I'm trying to like really get through the set, like stumble my way through the set. I'm st- stumbling hard through it. Um. But like, but I'm getting, I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm not screaming full volume. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to get to like that show mentality. So I've been very, very mechanical with it. I'm singing the parts where I sing, you know. So this last week I was going through and I was feeling really, really good about the set. And so when I got to the end of Hope Theory, um, I had completely forgot about this. I don't even actually. I don't, I don't even think I've ever like thought of this. It's just it always happens, and then I, you know, I, I I never I didn't I don't think about it, and I think I've just been out of it so long that when I did it, I I started tearing up because live on the the ending where we do the um, it's I still believe. Yeah. Live, I say I'll always believe. And when I said that, when I was like running, I like got choked up saying it. And fun fact, I definitely cry every time we play that song on that part when I say that. Yep. And that's like something I've never like, I don't know that I've ever shared that, but like, and so, I never think about that. I don't so, think that I'm that like, oh, you cried during that part. So it's just like a thug tear. Thug tear, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know. It's a tear. It's a tear, I should say. It wasn't crying. But, uh. Yeah, so that was that was kind of cool because it kind of like it's also not like a little like uh, we're back, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was just yeah. like I say that live, and yeah. so when I and then when I did it, it just completely caught me off guard, and I was just like, oh yeah, like this happens, or you, yeah, it was just yeah. So anyway, so I'm so getting there, getting back to show ready. Getting back to these songs. It's wild to think that that show is just a couple weeks away, a few weeks away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish that there was, like, this big production of, like, hey, we can do it. You know, start filming now and just film the build-up, like, the build-up to the show. And then we got to, we spent all this money on a camera, Mike. We we could do this. We could documentary style. Dude, do it. You know? We're doing it. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. It's one of those and it's like <laughs> so it's kind of, kind of embarrassing. Today, literally, uh I was talking with um Kaylee, my manager, and she's like, uh Are you gonna like be okay to work? Because the show's on Saturday. So like, are you gonna be okay to work Saturday or do you like need it off? And I was just like, oh shit. I was like, I <laughs> probably need Friday probably, yeah, probably and need Sunday off. off. Yeah, because I mean, I imagine I'd be, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm going to offer to pick guys up from the airport and, and take them to the airport. Like, 
And so I didn't even like think to do that. Like I need to yeah. put in my two, not my two weeks. Sorry, <laughs> you put in my two week <laughs> notice. I need to request time off. Like I didn't even think about that until she said it. And I was like, oh yeah, shit. I probably should not work. Then yeah, <laughs> the next yeah. day I'm going to be wrecked. Yeah, you're going to be hurting. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, recording was rough. I remember that being, and I and I was like in shape. I got I had, I had to get in shape. I had yeah. to get in shape. I was running and stuff. Yeah, and um. Yeah, that was rough. Anyways, um, I think that's it. I don't have any other. No, no more questiones. Mm-mm. We'll probably get them after the show. All right. Well, here's here's what I want to do. Um, same Jesse that sent us in questions actually put us on to to this. Excuse me. Amazing. Um, oh, was it uh... <laughs> amazing dad jokes? Yes, Paige. And I want to end, I want to, I want to start ending our episodes with a dad joke. So I got, I, I, I want to end with one here. <clears throat> you ready for this, Michael? Yeah. Um, I broke up with a girl years ago because of her obsession with counting. I wonder what she's up to these days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many good ones on here. <laughs> you want to hit one and then we'll get get out of here, Mike. They're so bad, but they're so good. Um Let's see. Oh, where's the <laughs> Where's the one I want? Oh, yeah. Isn't that funny? It's funny. <laughs> and I want to say this to like one of, you know, somebody who clearly cooks or whatever and be yeah. like, um, but I would say you, I heard you, but anyway, it says I've been kicked. <laughs> I've been banned from the secret cooking society because I kept spilling the beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, there's so many, like I, there's so many, like these dad kind of jokes or like, like kid disses. I wish I had with me just ready to go when we were still touring. I I sent one. Um, I sent one to Austin today that said um, I got a vasectomy because I didn't want any kids. And then I got home and they were still there. <laughs> and on that note, and on that, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, checking into the show. Uh, it's another one with just us this week. Uh, I believe that next week we will have a special guest. Um, we won't say who. We won't say who, yeah. just in case, because <laughs> he's a flake. He's a big he's flake. He's a huge flake. Nah. Um, but if he gets on the show, we'll take that back, maybe. Kind of, yeah. sort of. Probably not. But um, make sure you guys uh, follow us at Walking Blind Pod, pretty much wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you guys got questions, send in the questions. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like, comment, and subscribe. Hit us with a five star. Tell your friends about us. We, um, you know, it's a slow burn. It's a slow build, but we want to, we want to have fun with this. Um, and we got some other, we keep talking about having cool stuff in the works, but we do have some cool shit. Yeah. And, and, and if you're someone who listens to this pretty often, you know, uh, and there's something you'd like for us to discuss, send it. Yeah. Let us hear it. Let us know. Or we even mentioned like, if you have something to like a response to something that we said on the show or have a response to like something that we have talked about and you guys want to talk about it, like let us know. 
Yeah. Shoot us a message. Yeah. There's, yeah. Well, there's, a, there's this thing. I'll, I'll, I'll post it on the Instagram. Maybe. He's not real good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.